0: Audio. Citizens Arrest! Right, that was just glorious.
1: <laughs> Mosier's not here, so I had to <laughs> fill in.
0: What episode? Season 2, episode. Is this episode
1: 3? 11D. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> well, here we are. We are without Lieutenant Mojer today, but we do have a special guest. Captain Olson is Thank joining you. Citizens Arrest today. Of course, Brenda Medina, Brandon Jones, and myself, oh, yeah. Amy Rose. We are. Might want to start with the question that we have from the public. Absolutely. If somebody breaks into your home mm. and threatens to kill you, and you don't have a weapon, what do you do,
2: Captain? That's a that's a really good question. I mean, if somebody's, you can obviously defend yourself in your home to the point of whatever you need to do. So to up to including deadly force. So you're allowed to protect yourself, and uh, okay. so. What what's funny about like without a weapon? I will tell you that anything's a weapon if you get your hands on it, right? Yeah. A lamp's a weapon. Uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever. A broom's a weapon. You Choke can use it, do whatever. But you can do whatever it takes to defend yourself if they're inside your home, yeah. and you're not going to be in trouble for that. Um, so. Uh, the best advice I can give is do whatever you can. Throw things, hit them with whatever. Uh, do whatever you can to defend yourself. Choke them out with your sleep apnea machine. <laughs> well, right. There we go. You get <laughs> How's your put, sleep? Them, put it over their mouth <laughs> and then, and then cramp the cord down. You're not getting much air now, are you? <laughs> How's that sleep apnea? <laughs> no, sorry.
0: What is the best move to make if all you have is yourself?
2: Is if you're um, so the one of the most. Um, vulnerable areas you have is obviously uh, groin, um, armpits, neck, throat. Those are the kind of things that are more like a lot of people like when they punch people, they'll end up breaking their hand. If you hit a head is super hard. All the bone in your head is like very hard, but very vulnerable stuff like your armpits or grab and hold of things. um, That's really sensitive. There's tons of nerves in there. Judo chop the giblets and like uh, grabs. <laughs> that would be the medical term. The, yeah. the, yes, right, right to the giblets. So, so
0: what about tickling? Tickling, tickling? And,
1: uh,
2: tickle fights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you give up? Do you give
1: up? Hey, if they come at me at night, if they come at me at night and I'm in my bed, you know, there's the old fighting. Nobody wants to fight the naked guy. Chances right. are, just pull uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm one article of clothing away from being the naked guy. You want to rob me? What are you gonna take? <laughs>
0: Here's my question, if they break in and you do have a gun, can you shoot them in the head?
2: You can you can shoot people that go into your house to defend yourself.
0: Okay. But, well, and you but, won't get in trouble.
2: I mean obviously we <laughs> would prefer
3: you not doing let, let, those yeah, things. But I
0: mean let, last resort.
3: Let, let's remind people that this is this is not a one size fits all solution. I right. mean every situation is different. You have to, you know, take into account the specific circumstances of the threat that you're encountering and uh, make a decision based on that. That's a good point. This is a uh, this is a question we get all the time, and especially, you know, it came up during the Citizens Police Academy. Everybody wants to know, yeah, can you shoot someone if they come into my house? So, really, uh, the there's no clear answer that we can really give, uh, other than you know, you do what's necessary to defend yourself and your loved ones. I've always, I've always been taught in that situation to be aware of your surrounding, you know, like, like
1: in my personal home, my kids are on the lower level. I'm on the upper level. So if I shoot straight across, say if said bullet, let's say if that situation happens, chances are it won't. But if that happens, my bullet say goes through that person and goes into the next room. There's nobody over there. Maybe our dog, you know what I mean? But like, if you're in an apartment situation where you've got somebody or a, a split home, and you've got somebody in the room next to you, then you know you got to think about that too. Like, where are you you're shooting, well, you I, might be getting more than what you bargained for. I guess or... you're
2: right. It, it's it's just anytime you have to you know have a gun in play, and I understand people having guns in their homes, but 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 Brendan's right. You need to be very mindful of where you're shooting at. The last thing you want to do is hit. You know, a family member or something like that. If you if you do yeah. do that, and a lot of times when I, I've seen on patrol that um, you know, for over the many many years I've been there, is that if people have been broken into homes, been confronted by homeowners with guns, and the person has bailed, they they booked it. And so there was never necessary to fire a shot, they just saw the gun and they're just like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. And so that has happened, I can tell you, multiple times that that I know of in my career.
3: A wonderful deterrent to somebody in your home is racking a shotgun. (laughs) <laughs> that, that noise? Yeah. <laughs> and there's, that's a very you know,
2: distinctive noise. That shot, very little whoo- thing. Even make. if you don't have one, just
3: have it on your phone. Right. You know? well, there's an, <laughs> there's shotgun, a name for that. You know, talking about you know, knowing what's behind where you're shooting, that's one of the things that makes uh, shotguns a very, very good home defense tool. Right. Nice, okay. They have it's a, not like a nine millimeter bullet that's no, going to pass uh, through. And
2: yeah. A uh, shotgun has tons of initial energy, and that and that that inertia is given up very quickly. As soon as it hits something, then it's lost um, because of all the pellets and everything. Because it's got a very you know heavy muzzle blast but after that it doesn't carry as far as like a gun like a handgun does handguns will will could pass all the way through your house Mm -hmm. and i've actually seen that happen many times where a bullet has passed from one end of the house out the other
1: Mm -hmm. and then who knows where it goes it could ricochet a two by four or something who knows right
2: yeah i mean i i just would caution people on getting too crazy about you know just opening fire inside (laughs) your house that's um if you can do anything else besides that, would be great. But you also have the right to defend your house and your family.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Now and be a responsible gun owner too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Know how to use it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Clean your weapon. <laughs>
0: Take oh. a class.
1: <laughs> um, but so it's stock show season here in the Black Hills now. Five years ago, we were celebrating the anniversary of five years ago when the cow went running through town. Were you, any of you guys a part of the chasing the cows? Or town? I was
2: not. Chasing the cow, but I do distinctly remember the <laughs> cow running around through town. Big
1: ball in Cowtown. Now I got—I had word on the street the other day when we were showing goats that uh, <laughs> there was a horse that had gotten out.
3: I saw. I was actually right there when it happened. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, was, I was just driving by. I, I thought that I might have to turn the lights on my car.
1: Now I also heard that in the report, the cop said he was made aware of the situation and he responded with. Nay, nay! No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was dumb. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, uh, this
3: is this is a very real thing that we've had to deal with in the past associated with the stock show. Uh, I mean, sometimes these animals get out and they don't want to go back, and so uh, we have to. You know, our primary role is to make sure that uh, traffic is aware of you know this animal on the loose. Yeah. We're not super great at catching the animal. We leave that up to the the ranchers and the cowboys. But, you know, sometimes just, we have a few close encounters sometimes, but you you can't really let a bull stay out pasture established curfew. You have to have a special
1: re- <laughs> S- SRT for the stock show, so it's SRTs <laughs>
3: ss comes out with lassos yeah. on the side of the swat truck
1: let's go get a little closer
0: yeah it,
3: it's the it's the ssrt the stock yeah. show response
0: team. i know captain olsen has had encounters with sheep
2: oh <laughs> thank you for bringing that up you're welcome yeah i, yep. I really you know so i ended up uh, going with you guys and we did the uh we showed the animals around the and I had I, I had I had the i had the um i had jane the sheep uh <laughs> Yep. She, and was I really cute? felt like there was there was just a connection. We looked into each other's eyes. It was yeah. beautiful.
0: Yeah, we um, were behind you. We saw it all.
2: But oh. Oh, uh she, we was, were
0: <laughs> she was a fluffy
2: sheep. She sure was.
1: It was your I, last dance with Mary Jane.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I have gotten so much heck for yeah. that whole picture with me. Running around with the sheep. It's awesome. I
1: th- I thought you did such a good job, <laughs> It
0: was a match made in heaven. Too
1: bad you didn't get second like us. <laughs> we, we lost to the stinking sheriff. I felt like we all got a little hometown. Like somebody was trying to get out of some trouble. Those judges were like, we'll take bribery. <laughs> and the sheriff's like... What have you done this week? <laughs> we can wipe it clean, you know. Like, if you're wondering like, yeah. what we
0: are talking about, we we were all invited to this celebrity showmanship event where we had to show an animal, and Captain Olson got the sheep.
1: We had apparently also a sheep that looked an awful lot like a goat. Yeah, From
0: but the card said it was a Barbados sheep.
1: Barbados or Barbados? <laughs> I, or...
0: The islands of Barbados.
1: Yeah, we I had
0: muffin. That
2: wasn't a goat.
0: No, no, it was a sheep. No, it was a, it was a she, tropical sheep. sheep
1: it was and i don't believe that sheep or goat. maybe on the islands they don't need
0: all the the fur yeah
2: Yeah. i don't know it didn't look like a goat it didn't look like a sheep
1: i thought it was appropriately named muffin though it almost looked like a reese's cut in half you know like (laughs) that nice brown top with with black slender and
0: it matched our muffin tops
1: it did. It was appropriately matched.
0: Yes, absolutely. I
1: definitely have enough muffin top for the both of us. She doesn't have any. not have any muffin. I got muffin top.
0: <laughs> I'm just one big muffin top.
1: And this time of year, it's dry. Mine are even a little crusty.
2: <laughs> you just need lotion.
3: Yeah, I just need some lotion.
0: <laughs> okay, so we want to hear a story. We don't get you in the studio very often.
2: Yeah, I. I've, so I've um I've been around for 27 years in no law kidding? enforcement. Did you start when you were 10? Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I uh, I did come out of college. It was my first cop job and ended up just going through the ranks and getting to be um, the privilege of being a captain. But uh, I've spent, um, I'd say, without any you know exaggeration, three quarters of my career has been a night shift. Wow. And so running around chasing cars and doing things like that i've been in just tons and tons of vehicle pursuits and other things where we've gone for miles Uh, i've gone all the way um like past hermosa getting out of town just driving you know i'm like and and when i'm out there chasing a car out in the county that's not particularly good because i'm like and we're going by uh, I'm trying to look for street signs. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> so those are that's a little bit uh, a little bit crazy and you're hoping that your backup catches up to you soon. Uh, but um, I did have one particular call where uh, we ended up getting called by a gal who was in distress. Uh, but she's super calm, you know, and she was telling telling us that her that her uh, drunken boyfriend, was putting a gun to her head and he kept smacking her in the head with the gun oh. telling her he's going to kill her and uh, and then he'd walk around the apartment and by the on the whole time she's on 911 talking to us telling us where he's at mm-hmm. and so me and a couple of guys who were on the SWAT team I uh, go well the door is unlocked and it's like it's kind of like either you got to get when the getting's good and everything was just lining up for us to be able to take care of it so that she wasn't going to be, you know, hopefully not like shot by this guy. Right. And so we're we're on the phone and we're just right outside the door of her apartment. We're able to get into the apartment. Somebody buzzed us in. We got up to her door and she says, "Um, yeah, yeah, the door's unlocked. And he just went into the bathroom. And so... We just creeped into the house and we walked right past her. She's sitting at the kitchen table, and we went into the bathroom and we 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 throw the door open and we have you know our guns out and everything else. And the guy just looks at us like with like huge saucer eyes, going "What the heck!" And then we yank him right off his feet and onto the ground. And we grab the gun away from him and handcuff him and get him out of there. But it was you know it, it all ended well. Um, but it's one of those times when you're like, I don't know, it's a little bit, you know, that was a little bit of, yeah. you know, kind of cowboying up a little bit. But uh, we just felt like at the time that we just needed to get, you know, hit while the iron was hot. And so we did. Yeah. And. Yeah. And that's just one of many things that I could tell you about of different situations, but it's a little freaky. Well,
1: it's probably a good thing
2: you surprised
1: him in the bathroom. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're going to scare the crap out of somebody. Probably best to do it in the bathroom. Because he had to think he had, obviously had no idea it was coming. No. He's like, I've got this. I'm going to be just fine. All of a sudden, someone swings open the door. Oh, well, that's
2: not who
0: I was expecting. I <laughs> always can... wonder what it what it is like now for those people like did she go back to this guy or? yeah i
2: i oh i do i do wonder but i will tell you that all over my career i have seen you know dozens of times where the person's no longer with them and they, oh. they just said that you know what that was it that yeah. me talking to them and working through it and just saying hey do you I, I and i would just tell them i'd say do you i do not want to show up someday for your body yeah. I go, yeah. I've been to plenty of bodies. I don't want to be there. And sometimes I think some of that stuck and they're like, okay, well, I'm out. Well, and so, and, and they would not end up together, testify un- against the, them and everything.
1: It's unfortunate awesome. situations like that. Cause you, it is, uh, it can get to be a life threatening, whether it be like in that guy's shoes, you know, let's. Let's be all all honest, I mean, like, he's obviously going through some stuff, and unfortunately, she's the pincushion for whatever he's battling through, and ultimately, he could make that horrible mistake and accidentally kill her, or, you know, he's going to purposely do it, but he's in a wrong mental state, so he just needs to get some help, she needs to get away, and, you know, if they reconnect on a better level, cool, if not... Then probably best separated.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. There's, there's. But if you look at all the things that happen with people, there's so much trauma that usually leads up to someone yeah. like that. Um, basically, bad upbringing, coming up in homes where there's drug and alcohol addiction, and you know, just neglect and abuse and things like that. So it's it's very you know you can't you can't look at one little snapshot of someone's life where you get that guy, which I was able to you know thankfully to arrest before he did anything really bad i mean it was bad enough obviously but um before he did something dramatically worse which would be to shoot at her or shoot her so um yeah you you do take those things into consideration and uh there's a lot of trauma out there people that just don't have very good you know very good chance right from the beginning
0: yeah do you ever take your job home with you is it hard sometimes
2: you know my jobs a little bit different because um my phone is always going off all the time, yeah, and so it's constantly because i'm so i'm I'm in charge of every uniformed officer. I've got um, I got four or five lieutenants. I've got a whole bunch of sergeants who work for me and um so every uniformed officer is basically I'm their boss, and so I'm constantly my phone goes off all the time that's heavy. so. If, if my my phone is just connection to everything, and then I'll have to just get up, and I'll just be – I'll just grab my – you know, I'll be in the middle of the night. I'll just grab my coat, and and my wife's going going to work, yep, yeah. and then she's so, used to it, though.
1: That brings up another question I have in my mind. I didn't grow up in, like, a military structure or anything like that. So as far as ranking classifications go, that, that doesn't quite – when somebody says I'm a captain or I'm a lieutenant or I'm just a this or a that, I don't even know – where that f- you fall in the pecking order. So essentially, you don't. You're a captain, so you don't really answer to anybody but the chief of police. Correct. And like the mayor. You know? I got yeah. <laughs> so
2: it's the mayor, the chief, assistant chief. They're kind of you know the ch- the chief and assistant chief are kind of interchangeable. Uh-huh. And then it's captains.
1: And then lieutenants.
2: Lieutenants, sergeants, and then sergeants, yep. and
3: then just those dudes out on the street. Then the De- dudes. <laughs> yep. Detectives, senior officers, and then officers. Huh?
0: Are you going to take over the Chiefs' job one
2: day?
3: No, I'll no? retire as a captain. But Will I'm, you? Yeah, I'm. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's a,
2: It's it's enough. And I didn't even. there they, when they came open last time. I didn't even put in for it. Wow. I was like no, and yeah. I was very happy to support Don Hedrick going for it. He's a good guy. He's uh, been a friend of mine for his whole career, and I I trust him and think he's a good chief. And and so I was I was very willing to just support him going for it because i feel like um being in the in the captain's role is better for me supporting him
0: well i think you're both great guys yeah thank you and we appreciate everything you do i I I appreciate appreciate and
1: thank you thank you for uh picking that career and, and making a difference not just in our community but people like you all over
3: that that do that. Thank you all, and yeah. most of yeah. all,
0: thank you for bringing us donuts. Finally. You're, you're <laughs> welcome. You
3: know, I, I would just like to give one shout out to, and that's that's something that you know everybody knows that you know the job of a police officer, or a firefighter, or any sort of public servant is a uh, you know sacrifice at some mm-hmm. level. But you know, like John alluded to, you know, there's the there's the family side of it. Yeah. You know, the the spouses and the kids and the family members that you know often have to miss out on time with that yeah. uh, officer or firefighter or first responder because of the nature of the job so you know just want to send out a uh a shout out to you know, all the support systems for our first responders as well, because they make sacrifices too.
0: Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> 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 no, yeah, it's real, man. Thank you guys. Gosh.
1: Now, you guys also, not to prolong it, but, but you guys were talking about a, just a recent bust you guys had? Yeah, some, storage unit. some
3: really good uh, police work there. So this all started this past Wednesday, two days ago. We got a report of a person who had had their vehicle stolen, Located their vehicle at a storage complex up off of East North on Century Road, called it in. They they initially hadn't called it in as stolen, but called us to let us know that they had found it. Oh. And so we get up there, we identify the stolen vehicle, it's had some pieces removed from it. But while we're up there investigating that, we see another unattended truck that's there left running. And so we run the plates on that truck and notice that that's also come back as stolen. And so over the course of of the investigation, that day, we located a total of three stolen vehicles. I know that between Wednesday and the day after, over a two-day span, we had located probably six, seven, eight stolen vehicles to include passenger vehicles, off-road vehicles, motorcycles. You know, Captain Olson and I stopped up there yesterday and uh, found three different motorcycles stacked up in a small storage unit, smaller Jeez. than the studio. Wow! wow. And so, uh, also associated with that, we found five uh, firearms associated with the the stolen property and you know the investigation yeah and there there was some drug activity we're just at the tip of the iceberg on this one we think that there's a lot more work to be done in investigating this shout out to the owners of the storage complex they've been very cooperative throughout the investigation we're just getting started up there we've had detectives and police officers up there but uh just trying to get to the bottom of all the stolen stuff
0: that's crazy wild
1: yeah yeah we've had some thefts in in my neighborhood where i live there's a lot of new construction so we have a little facebook page and we've Mm -hmm. been trying to keep you know you try to keep an eye out but the problem i think is if somebody shows up hooks up to somebody's construction trailer who's to say it's not the company or somebody Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be doing that and they'll just hook up and drive out of there with a trailer and full of thousands of dollars worth of tools and then unfortunately you've got a, a company where it might be a small construction company four or five guys and that's their livelihood. Mm-hmm. They just took everything. Yeah. yeah. Now it's hard for them to. They have to go out and buy thousands of dollars of brand new tools just to make money
3: and deadlines. And they got houses they got to build. And right. It's like man. Yeah. that's you know, tough. Uh, you know, we take that s- sort of stuff very seriously too. If we get a, a report of uh, a theft to that degree, an officer will come out, take the report see what sort of evidence can be located in the field. Then that gets forwarded on to our criminal investigation division. It's assigned to a property crime detective who really you know, tries to dial in on the case and see what follow-up can be done. You know, was there any video? Was there any you know, fingerprint evidence? Was there anything that we can use to identify where this stuff is gone and who's responsible for taking it? So mm. it's a lot of work on the back end that a lot of people don't see to try and, and hold these folks accountable you know, one of the other things that we we struggle with, too, is sometimes people don't uh, report missing property. So in this investigation, we identified at least three vehicles that were not reported stolen when they went missing. And so that makes our job really hard when we find a, uh, a vehicle that's, you know, not registered to what it should appear to be <laughs> and we how do you not we, we, report your car stolen we uh we call someone up and we, you know we call the registered owner and they and we say hey do you know do you know where your your vehicle is this vehicle and they're like, "Oh, yeah, it was taken pr- a few weeks ago. Uh, I just figured it would turn back up." Oh my! <laughs> they're a lot. They're a lot more lax than me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. I would be
2: like, I'd be reporting that stuff immediately. <laughs> Even
1: my piece or Subaru that I drive around <laughs> to, like, save
3: miles. I'd be like, "Hey,
1: come on,
3: yeah, <laughs> I want uh, my Subaru back." You'd, you'd be surprised, but you know, the it, you know, if there's if there's any lesson to be learned out of this, it's. You know if you do have something stolen report it to the police it you know we're happy to take the report get it documented so that way if we do come across it you know and we're likely gonna come across it in some sort of criminal encounter which we get called to all the time (laughs) like we're gonna be some extra eyes and ears out there on the lookout for this stuff and if we come across it then we're gonna let you know
2: Another another big one we see is that people don't write down, like, serial numbers for things, especially guns. Uh, so it just takes a really – I mean, like, it takes us a long time to be able to get the guns traced back to, like, who sold them to who, like, what – you know, like, what – was it Shields or was it First Stop or whoever sold the gun? So we have to do traces through ATF to even bring it back to where wow. the gun came from to be able to attach it back to an owner. And that's a really long process. It, like, takes – you know, weeks to do that. If people would just give us their serial number, or have them written down somewhere in their house, and then be able to give us a serial number the minute that gun is discovered, we run the number and boom, it's 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 in the system. And it'd be like, yep, this gun's stolen, and then we can immediately be able to start making the path towards prosecution and at some point getting the gun back to yeah. the owner.
1: Thank you Mm -hmm. guys for coming in. Be safe. And thank you for for wearing
0: your tough enough to wear pink shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Looks good. It really makes the gun pop.
2: Yeah, I thought it brought out the red in my eyes, the rat, not like good thing. red in my eyes. Good yeah. thing you didn't not wear sleeping. it around that sheep. Man. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't want to see what would happen there. That could have been bad yeah.
3: news.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yes,
0: if you have a question for the cops, send it to citizensarrest at homesliceaudio.com. We love you guys and appreciate you. We Thank love
3: you, you too. I right, love
2: you guys.
0: He loves
3: us. I love, love you love guys. You.
0: Citizens' Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jaquas. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. 45, 45, 90, 80, 30. Uh, affirmative.